This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, Episode 7. Coming up, we discuss dimensions of wellness and what is well-being. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small, healthy habits that we can start implementing right now. Maybe you're out for a walk. You can do it right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Good to be with you. Each week, we're going to sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, and we'll dive off the deep end and a lot of questions about what is this idea of nutrition and well-being, and when did we start talking about well-being and not wellness? This also includes stress reduction. Big thing to think about. In this episode, we're talking about this whole idea of wellness. We've heard this in the workplace. We talk about it at home. We deal with it as we're looking at different plans for insurance. But now we're talking about well-being. So it's not just up to me. We had to bring in the experts. And so we're joined now for the next several episodes by Cindy Bjorkquist, who is an expert. She is also currently the Director of Health and Wellness Programs at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, the largest insurer in the state of Michigan with over 4.5 million members. It's good to see you. Good morning. How are you? Did you walk from East Lansing? Did you get your power walk to get here? I did. I did a triathlon all the way here. (laughs) You've got a pulled hamstring though, right? Seriously. A torn hamstring. Oh my gosh. I know. I haven't run since April 1st. Yeah. Well, you're not wincing, which is really good. No, I'm not. But you started out back in the day as an exercise physiologist. I did. I have a graduate degree in exercise physiology, and the application of that to programming for health is where I'm at currently in my career. Yeah. But uh, uh, can I say this? Decades of experience? That's hard to believe. But I mean, 30 years plus of experience in this field of wellness. Yeah. When did we start to go as a culture from saying wellness, and it's not gone, but we're hearing this phrase well-being a lot more. How, yeah. how has that happened? You know, so wellness has been around in the corporate setting for, you know, 35, 40 years. Yeah. And in that was fusion of some of these things that have gone, what I say, mainstream about well-being. But just in the last couple of years, people have been tagging these programs as well-being. And what that means is wellness programs were basically physical programs. You know, you did a screening at the work site and mm-hmm. you had your blood pressure done and your height and weight for BMI and you had your glucose taken. So it was a lot of these physical... Or you're taking an aerobics class. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exercise, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. So so those were kind of tagged as wellness programs. And about 80% of U.S. employers offer wellness programs as of a couple of years ago according to some research. So now all these well-being tags are being put out there on well and even at Blue Cross we're doing well-being programs. And what does that mean? So there is no according to the CDC there's no standard definition of well-being, but think of it this way. Well-being programs are the physical, the wellness programs like we just talked about, and that's the application of other things that really help you improve your overall health. Mindfulness, your relationships, your financial, how you interact with people in your life. Can you focus because you're mindfully doing meditation, that kind of stuff. Gallup actually has their definition, which I think is a pretty good definition, which is well-being is the combination of our love for what we do each day. You know, you have a sense of purpose when you get up. You might go to a job or you might take care of the kids or something like that or your career. And then the quality of your relationships. Are you really honing in and being mindful of the relationships that you have in your life with your spouse or with your children or your elderly parents or even your coworkers? 
It's the security of your finances that's added to that. So that's where it kind of differs from wellness. So now you have financial well-being out there. I can be better in my life overall if I understand what my debt is, if I understand I'm I'm feeling non-stressed because I'm putting money away for my kids to go to college, or I'm meeting my budget, or I have a budget. So it's the sense of adding this financial wellness. And then the vibrancy of your physical health. It's not only is my cholesterol in the proper range or my blood pressure in the proper range, but now I'm talking about emotional well-being. Do I feel a sense of purpose and a sense of focus every single day? So that brings in a lot of different things that we're going to talk about in later podcasts, which is meditation and journaling Mm -hmm. and identifying your sense of purpose and stuff like that. So these employers that are doing well-being, what they're doing is they're doing the consistent physical health, like you said, am I exercising, am I running? But now they're doing mindfulness classes, you know, taking all the employees and putting them in a room and having an instructor walk them through meditation and mindfulness, understanding that if I do meditation and mindfulness training, that I can actually be more focused and more creative in work, but then also at home. I'm, I'm more focused on my kids when I go home. I'm not worrying about other things and clouding my mind. The other small thing that's being added to these well-being programs, which I think is really fascinating, is the idea of happiness and gratitude. And we're going to dig into that in a later podcast Mm -hmm. too. The idea that if you're not wired to be a happy person, you know how you have happy people in your life that you're around? Yeah, I try to be one. Yeah, well, you are. When I I met you, you know, you're, you're happy and you're smiley and you're outgoing. So you gave me energy. If you're around a really negative person, and then they tend to drag Drag, you down. Drag you right down. Yeah. So some of these well-being uh, classes also have this sense of happiness where you can change your default setting. So you take a cranky person and have them journal. See, people don't think that. A lot of people don't think they can rewire their brain. And neuroscientists are showing us all the time. You see these things come up in headlines. There really is the ability to regroup here. And Absolutely. To, you know, it, whether Absolutely. it's journaling or... Okay, so I want to go deeper in this. Yeah. I've seen, even though mindfulness is one of those words that's kind of a catchphrase now, we're seeing that in places. I have literally seen, I have a doctor. This is what he does if I see him. He's a good friend of mine as well. If I come in to get my blood pressure taken, number one, he doesn't do it at the beginning of the visit. He does it later. Wow. He comes over, he closes the blinds, he turns off the lights. He kneels down next to the chair I'm in and he said, he takes my elbow and he says, I want you to go somewhere. Where, where are you going? I said, I'm going to a beach in Hawaii. Okay, are you there yet? And he can tell. He said, no, you're not there. You're only in San Diego. Go farther. And when he takes my blood pressure, I'm normally an average guy, yeah. 120 over 70. Yeah. I've had the lowest 108 over 68 in his office. But what he does, and it dawned on me immediately, this is mindfulness. I am calming myself. I'm at peace. I didn't just run up the stairs and go see the doctor and I'm scared or worried about something. Right. It's amazing. And that's just a little tiny anecdotal story. I love that. Isn't that cool? I love that. Yeah. He's probably a patient center medical home physician with Blue Cross, but I love that. I don't know. I'll check. My my doctor prescribes meta meditation. So so years Is ago right? he prescribed we had this conversation because he knows what I do at Blue Cross. And he actually prescribes to his patients meditation. Like you yeah. should start meditating. How cool is that? Yeah. It is really cool. So let's talk about this now. So we're going to places that you would think would not even be invited into work, but how many times do we individually bring something? I won't call it baggage. It's just a life event, right? It Mm -hmm. could be a divorce. It could be a great thing. It could be a moment where the kids graduate from college. You're excited or you're down. 
you can carry that into the workplace as well, can't absolutely, you? absolutely. And that's what these classes are doing is they're going beyond the old kind of view that your physical health drives productivity and focus and you being mm. the best person you can be. Yeah. And it's recognizing all these other areas. And so an easy way to remember this is that in addition to the physical health, you still need to go to your doctor. Like you said, mm -hmm. you still need to get all those things done. But now they're doing emotional health. You know, what are your emotions? How can you change that? How can you do changing of your default in your brain? But also there's this other application out there under this big umbrella of well-being, which is called social wellness. And the fact that the people I hang around, like we kind of alluded to earlier, and who I choose to be with in my life and how I can affect them and how they can affect me, that is huge. That interconnection between people is folding under well-being. Yeah. And also this aspect that you have a network that you hang around, and that network can be influenced with good behavior or bad behavior. And this is something we're going to talk about later too in another podcast, but this whole idea of social network and the interaction between you and social wellness How circles. is that changing the with the social media, because I just saw a study, it's not just people who are aging. You know, I deal a lot of people that are 50 plus. Yeah. They said millennials, they are feeling lonely more than ever because we think we've got thousands of friends. And if something happened to my car right now, if I got a flat tire, I guarantee you thousands of Facebook friends would not come pull up and help me change the tire. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. So the circle seems big, but yeah. in today's world, I think we've set ourselves up where we don't have those kind of friendships, right? Yeah. For the social interaction. Am I wrong? No, there is. And actually, there's some research that was just released a couple of years ago on um, the number one factor for longevity. One of the number one factors is loneliness and, and exactly yeah. driving home your point, you know. But well being, what they do under the social circle and the social wellness is that you need to take the relationships that are near and dear to your heart, that are influencing family and close, let's say close friends, mm -hmm. not maybe the thousand people you have sure. on your Facebook, but your circle of close friends family and friends. And those are the people that you're mindful with. So when you're with your child, you actually are with your child. You don't yeah. have, like you said, you don't have your phone in your hand looking at Facebook while you're with your child. Or if you're at, I had the story of um, my, both my boys played sports uh, at East Lansing in high school. And so I was sitting in the stands back in my earlier career when I really wasn't into diving into this mindfulness. And I was actually on my old, remember the Blackberries? It's oh, on yeah. my old Blackberry. And it was a Saturday morning morning at a basketball game and they were just warming up, but I was doing work on a Saturday morning on the sidelines and I got hit in the head by the basketball. And so it was this- Not on purpose. They no, didn't whip it at no, you. Yeah. No, Mom. They were practicing. And so <laughs> my kids and I laugh about this because I was present. I was in the yeah. chair. Now, albeit they were just warming up. They weren't playing yet. But I was working on a Saturday morning on my Blackberry. I should have been staring at my child in the moment, present and focused. And so that's a part of this too about relationships is the relationships that you have in your life, you need to be there and be present and be mindful of what you're doing. So there's a coffee house in Northville. I don't own any of it, right? I mean, I have nothing to do with it. Yeah. I've just gone there to get a latte. It's called the Red Dot. I didn't know what that meant until I went. And I looked around and I watched what they had printed on the wall and I started to read their menu. You know what it means? It's the dot that we see on maps that says you are here. And the explanation is when I come with Cindy Bjorkwist to get a coffee, put your phone down and just be here. Oh, you are that. here. Be here in the moment with your friend, with your family, with whoever you are in the moment with. I thought, how brilliant is the name of this place, right? That so that's a so shout out to the Red cool. Dot in Northville, Michigan. So, so cool. And along that same line, there's this, because you're talking about 
your life being fulfilling and satisfying. And there's a there's a great uh, study that was done out there by O.C. Tanner in 2015, and they did this health and well-being study. Mm-hmm. And they were defining well-being because we're all struggling trying to define yeah. it. But they talked about, again, reiterating that wellness programs focus on physical attributes, you know, my outward dimensions of what my physical attributes are, my blood pressure, if I'm overweight, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But when you transfer to well-being, they further went a little bit farther than Gallup, and they said it's a it's a measure of a person's perception of how their life is going. It's how I think my life is going, my perception, whether it's fulfilling and satisfied. You can be a completely, quote, in-shape person, you know, have all your biometrics completely mm-hmm. within the normal ranges— but you may have the perception of an extremely unsatisfying and negative life. And that's what well-being is, trying to take that person beyond just the physical to all these other things and dimensions that we talked about to help them understand and get to the point where their life is fulfilling and satisfying. And that they feel like they're giving their best every day to themselves, which is really important, and to their family and their social uh, circles with their friends. And, and it's also this sense of, Tanner said, where my life is going and where I'm headed in the future, that I've got I've got a plan and I've got that figured out to the point where it makes me non-stressed about that. But how many people do we know in our lives, and we've been there ourselves individually, depending on the season in life, how many of us don't make a plan? It really is cool to have a roadmap, but yeah. we're, I know we're going to talk about journaling down the road in another episode and, and maybe touch on it now, but this idea of getting to the point of having a plan, do we go to... A, a trusted advisor? Do we go to a table of friends? Do we go to a coach, a counselor? When you're looking at trying to get some of this back in order, who are we going to? Yeah. What's what's your suggestion? Well, you, um, have you ever read the Blue Zone books? Yeah. 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 So Dan Buettner talks about this and he's it, the coolest thing. I want to grow up in Okinawa, I think, because... Well, there's a place in Italy. It would be... A, oh, a, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a Blue Zone there too. They're like 105 and oh, eating yeah. goat cheese made from the goats right there you, on the Do you hill. know I eat goat cheese now every morning do because you? of that study? Yeah, wow. I do. I sprinkle on my eggs. But anyway, so he talks about in Okinawa, these people grow up with a circle of five or six friends. And so he talked about this woman who every week, and she was like 102, every week for her entire life, she went together with these circle of five friends and did exactly what you're talking about. Talk about their life, talk about the things that impacted Mm. them, the things that made them happy, the things that stressed them out. It's that network social support that they get. And that was one of the characteristics that he found throughout the world with those five zones that he talked about where they had the oldest centurions. And so, you know, you can get that through a best friend. You know, they say Mm -hmm. there's research that shows you're healthier and you have a higher sense of well-being if you have a best friend at work. And that's why all the surveys at work embed that. Do you have a best friend at work? Do you have a confidant? Do you have friends that you can go to? That that also is this research is being pummeled up and kind of put under that umbrella of well-being as well. Yeah. This idea of perception becoming reality, does that fall under emotional well-being? I mean, there are some people who walk around and they just have a cloud because they... They're the most beautiful person inside and out ever, and they just don't think enough of themselves. Yeah, you know, and that's where some of the people are turning to meditation and mindfulness, you know, to change your default setting. And you mentioned journaling, and so just really quick hit on the journaling. That kind of person may turn to journaling, and there's a ton of journals out there. I started my journaling on on a little piece of paper, but went to a, an actual journal, and you identify in the morning what you want to do and what might change your life. You know, you, I want to be happier. So I journal are you putting every morning. Grateful things in there as well. Yes, so, absolutely. This is what I'm grateful for. Grateful yeah. and gratitude goes yeah. along with all of this well-being. And there's a ton of research on if I'm 
a higher sense of well-being, I actually display gratitude more. And so this idea, if you're suffering, but you help somebody else and it impacts you tremendously. So there's a, you know, that again, I have gratitude meditation classes going. Some of my staff are doing them in employers. Isn't that cool? You sit in a room and you meditate and calm yourself down, calm your brain down, but then you actually display gratitude. Think of a gratitude that you did yesterday and think about what you want to do tomorrow. And so that improves your sense of well-being. So you talk about this, and I know we're, we're going to continue this conversation. We can go for hours. I know. But I just want to get to this idea of why we should focus on well-being, because you're yeah. telling us so much great stuff, but why? What's yeah. the payoff? Yeah. So the payoff is if you transition from just being involved and worried and targeted and focused and set a goal on your physical you may not broaden yourself to all the other topics that we talked about to improve your overall health. Mm. Health meaning your well-being health, not just your physical health. That will translate to you being at a higher sense of well-being, which means you're going to be a happier person. A happier person is more productive in their life, both Mm -hmm. at work and at home. And it also helps you um, do what we're calling in the industry as be resilient. If I'm my best that I can be because I'm focusing on all these well-being things, I'm more resilient to my life and the challenges that hit me from the time my feet hit the floor in the morning until I get into bed at night. And it's, it's a little bit different than what we used to talk in this field about stress management, identify your stressors. Mm-hmm. They found that in neuroscience, if you identify your stressors and you write them down, your brain actually fires because you're thinking of that stressful situation. So this kind of stuff makes you focus on what makes you happy, what makes you mindful, what what's your sense of purpose. You're more resilient to the car jam, uh, traffic jam that you get into, or somebody may have a conflict with you at work. You acknowledge it because you're mindful, but then you can dismiss it and move on. It's not letting your emotions overplay with yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the challenges that hit you throughout the day, you are more resilient to them. And a lot of challenges come our way, and especially as we're moving through life. So whether it's kids on one side, you know, we get sandwiched in with aging parents on the other side, and then you've got jobs and just your own perceptions. You're so right. There's so much going on. Well, we we are going to continue to talk because we've got more episodes to come. And so this idea of moving from wellness to well-being, we're going to continue this conversation. We thank you for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like our show, uh, you want to know more, check it out, a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us a review or a rating on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can get all the new episodes on your smartphone or your tablet. Be sure to subscribe to us, too, on uh, Apple Podcast. You can go to Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Cindy Bjorkquist is going to be back with us in the next uh, several episodes, so we've got a lot to talk about. I want to I, I jump off the deep end and hold my nose and just let you go, because <laughs> there really is. There's just so much yeah. great stuff here to make us feel better and just get up and walk around and be smiling all day. Join us next week. We're going to talk about physical well-being. You heard a little bit about that, but we want to go back to it. We're not done getting blood tests and trying to lose a few pounds and working out, right? What's the right way and why? What's the point? Thanks for joining us. I'm Chuck Gatick, and we'll see you next time.